Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to have you again. We're going to continue our discussion on what we believe as Catholics as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. And this week we're talking about the sacraments, and we're going to continue our discussion about baptism. So in administering baptism, does it matter if we pour water on the infant or if we immerse them? Is there a difference there? Sure, that's a great question. You know, uh, the general instruction of the Roman Missal allows for both. One can either, the priest can, the priest who is the ordinary minister of baptism, anybody can baptize in case of emergency. It doesn't have to be a priest or a deacon. doesn't even have to be a Catholic. doesn't even have to be a Christian. Uh, but the ordinary minister of baptism is the priest or deacon um, and bishop, of course. Uh, and they, they have the choice of either pouring water over the forehead of the child or totally immersing the child and part of the baptism. Uh, and it's always threefold to indicate that our faith, faith which is the first effect of baptism, uh, namely that theological virtue of faith, which changes our minds, which changes our intelligence, um, the, uh, the faith is rooted in the fact of that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there's the three, there's always in baptism, there's a threefold, um, you know, uh, pouring of water over the forehead of the child. Mm-hmm. The reason I ask that question, I've had more than one non-Catholic Christian say that in their church, they have to be immersed in, in order for it to be a proper baptism. And uh, I've looked in the scriptures and I couldn't find even one verse that suggested that you have to be immersed. Yeah, well, of course, it's, you know, the church determines the um, practice of the sacraments. It's the church who has been given the power by Jesus Christ himself to um, form the, you know, to uh, regulate the, the, the sacraments, including the sacrament of baptism. Um, always, but the church always... Um, keeps to the essence of what it has been given by Jesus, namely that uh, water's involved, the threefold, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, But other embellishments, uh, it's the church that determines it. And the church allows for immersion, but doesn't require it. Uh, so that's an important point to keep in mind, that the sacraments were given by Jesus to the church, and the church has been given the the role, the task, of uh, handing the sacraments on, practicing the sacraments, and defending the sacraments, keeping them intact. Another question I've gotten is, why would we b- baptize an infant when the scriptures say that he who believes and is baptized? 
So they put those phrases together and they say, well, uh, you know, an infant can't believe. So why would you baptize an infant? Yeah, it's a it's a very good question. Um, the uh, the the reason infant baptism is such an excellent practice is that it shows in a special way that one comes to baptism due to no merit of their own. Due to it's not human choice, it's not human merit. This is completely free grace on the part of God himself through his son Jesus Christ and uh, so when so we it's talk, a free gift from God basically it's a, it's a free gift from God it's um, and when we talk about believe uh, and they're they're referring in that scripture passage to adult baptism of course uh, since the child is not able to believe but re, as I I've said before that catechesis is required for the child so that the child can make acts of faith and that's what we mean by believe. I also like what the UCAT says here. It says, before we decide on God, God has decided on us. So I like how they put that. In other words, God chose us. He created us. He loved us so much that he created us. And, of course, he gave us his only son, Jesus, and he gave us the church, and he gave us the sacraments. So because he loved us, he's giving us all these. And while we don't deserve them and we can't earn them we still have to be able to say yes to that free gift in other words we can say no and reject it but instead well that's right and what catholic theology first of all jesus says i have chosen you you did not choose me i chose you and that's the essence of baptism we do not choose baptism jesus chooses us for baptism now with regards to um what we contribute is we don't put up any obstacle to it as long as we accept it i mean and by accepting it meaning that we're not um rejecting it we're not as long as we are not positively rejecting it then um there's no reason to think otherwise than that the grace of the sacrament is effective okay in the ucat question 199 asks is baptism in fact the only way to salvation Yes, there there is no other way to salvation except the grace of baptism. I mean, that's uh, that's very clear. That's the clear teaching of the Catholic Church. And, uh, um, you know, it, maybe it sounds exclusive or whatever, but that's what Jesus has entrusted to us. He said again in, in John's Gospel, chapter 3, that no one can enter the kingdom of heaven unless they've been born again of spirit and water. Um, Exactly. And that's why the church is so, uh, I want to say this in the right sense, is so liberal with baptism, that we accept the baptism of other non-Catholic churches of any, of any church. We accept the baptism of any church. And because the sacrament of baptism is so important, we you know, say that anybody can baptize. Even non-Christians can baptize. Uh, and, uh, so the Which I never would have known, and you know, I didn't know that. Uh, and, and that's because the church wants everyone to be saved. Because the church, it, reflecting the mind of Christ, wants everyone to be saved. At the same time, reflecting the mind of Christ realizes that salvation requires the grace of the sacrament of baptism. So explain again, Father, what happens at baptism when we are baptized? Sure. When we're baptized, uh, we receive 
the virtue, theological virtue of faith. We receive all the theological virtues. We receive all the infused virtues, prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance. Uh, we receive all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, you think of the gifts of wisdom, understanding, counsel, piety, fortitude, fear of the Lord. All the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then, uh, so the whole panoply of the life of grace. All the virtues, all the graces, sanctifying grace. Um, and then, but most especially, the blessed Trinity now dwells within us. Um, original sin is removed. All sin is removed. Um, and now we are in a state of grace because of sanctifying grace. And now the blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwells within us. We become one with Jesus. We are incorporated into his body, the church. We become one with God. We share in the life of God himself so that we can think like God thinks, so that we can love like God loves. We can act like God loves. And that's all because now the blessed trinity dwells within us moving us changing us transforming us making us new creation fit to be sons and daughters of god fit to ex to be in his presence here on earth though imperfectly fit to be with him forever in heaven well you really made a great point there father i think i know for myself especially if i'm struggling with something or, or to make a decision I forget that God's with me, and that not, he's not just with me, he's within me, as you just said. And I think we need to remind ourselves constantly throughout every day that God loves us, he's with us, and he has a plan for our lives. So, And again, if we're baptized and if we go to Mass frequently, I like to receive the Eucharist every morning, God is literally within me and a part of me throughout my day. Exactly. And the, the sacrament of the Eucharist, of course, which is the third of the sacraments of initiation, is the uh, clearest evidence that God is with us when we receive his real body and blood at Holy Communion. It's uh, the, the fact that God is with us, changing us, moving us, means that we rely on his resources, his grace. And that's the whole purpose of the sacraments. The whole purpose of the sacraments is that we rely on his power, his providential care, his guidance, his wisdom, uh, rather than our own limited wisdom. And we still use human reason. Grace is not magic. It still requires the use of human reason and human action, human effort, human sacrifice. We still need to use all the powers of our humanity, but we don't simply rely on those resources, nor could we, because... The life that grace, grace leads to, ultimately, the life of heaven, eternal life with God forever in heaven, is infinitely beyond the competency of human resources. Only God can make us fit to be with God. Human resources alone cannot do that. Human resources are involved. First of all, the human resources of the man, Jesus Christ, and then through the grace of the sacraments, and our union with him in his humanity, our resources. Okay. Question 201 of the UCAT asks, what is the significance of receiving a name in baptism? Ah, oh, good point. This, uh, very good. Receiving a name in baptism uh, illustrates the fact that we are a new creation, that the old, the old life, we are now dead to the old way of sin, the old world, the old man, uh, prior to 
the, the world prior to the salvation that Jesus Christ has wrought. We are dead to that now. And now we are alive to the new life of resurrection, uh, the new life of the risen Christ. And that's why we have at baptism, we have a paschal candle. We have the large paschal candle. That symbolizes the risen Christ, that now this is new life. You know, when you talk about immersion, the reason you have immersion at baptism, that shows death to the old way of life. And the paschal candle indicates that we now live the new life of resurrection, which requires that we always remain close to the source of grace, which is the sacraments. Well said, Father. Lastly, uh, the Catechism asks, why should Christians choose the name of saints at baptism? Yeah, saints. Well, because saints model the Christian life most perfectly. That's why God gives us saints, so that we can see what living our baptismal grace looks like in, in the flesh. Okay. We've been listening to Father Greg Maturi as we go through the UCAT and talk about the sacrament of baptism. This is just a reminder that all our past Faith with Father shows are archived at livingbreadradio.com. And if you need to find a certain subject of a show, right on the home page in the upper right-hand side is a search box. Just type in the subject that you're looking for, and all of the shows will be listed right there on the page. It's an easy way to find any subject that we've covered here on Faith with Father. Can we have a, a blessing to the listeners, Father? May the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come upon all of you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.